You sure are. It is 11.05, time for the Dr. Payne Show. Uh, phone lines, look at that, already open. You have uh, some current uh, concerns with your health, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Dr. Payne, how did you do that? What was that? That was new. Did I? Yeah, you said it a different way. Dr. Payne. <laughs> It was different. It's like a bond I liked thing. it. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I don't know how I did it, so you won't creative. get it again. Only, only took three years to <laughs> come one, up with something. <laughs> it's one time only because I don't know what the hell I did. I got to go back and listen to the show yeah. for next week. Yeah, exactly. And then we're going to change the name of the show. <laughs> What's going on, pal? Not too much, you. I'm all right. I'm uh, I'm hanging in there. Yeah, yeah man. Why yeah. are you hanging in? Well, I haven't been to the gym in three days, so I feel Why? like a bad bastard because we got a puppy. Oh, which is like, nice. as you That's know, it's like work. a newborn. That's a lot of work. Yeah, you think. When did that happen? Thursday. Nice. What kind? It's a crab you do for your kids. It's a half Bichon Frise, half toy poodle. So it's a Pouchon or a Bijapu, whatever you want to call it. It's a yeah. dog. You lost me. We got a dog. Yeah. <laughs> so no sleep. So no yeah. gym. Yeah. yeah. Got you. All right. Well, let's talk about some uh, health-related, pain-related yeah. things. Um I don't have too many cases uh, from this past week, only because I've been off. I'm off for a few weeks. I have family here from out of town. Uh, but there's always, obviously, a lot of cases that I can pull from sure. uh, and things that we can speak of. And there's always the agendas. And, you know, one of the big things that we sort of spent a lot of time last week on was about accountability. Um, and I've just been thinking about that so much, how important that is, that, that you really need to be accountable for what you're doing to yourself. And And so many people don't realize how much they're hurting themselves by either the things that they are doing or the things that they're not doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's pretty astonishing how how often I get a call or I see somebody. And, and you know, sometimes I, I, as a professional, you walk this fine line, right? Because you have to be a professional. But there are some times where I just want to, like, grab somebody and be like, Bring them by the neck. are you listening to yourself? Yeah. Like, are you listening to yourself? Like, just just record this and play it back. And I'll, and I'll say those things in a nice way. And that's not because I'm, I'm getting pissed off. It's frustrating because I really want people to get better. And I think people know how they are actually supposed to get better. I think people just don't like the, the, the work that's entailed in getting better. And nothing, no one that's gotten better from anything doesn't matter what it is, not just pain and injury stuff, but cancers, things like that. It's not easy. No, Nobody gets better, and it's just a quick fix. Um, there's always a commitment that has to be made, lifestyle changes that need to be made. And if you can put all of that together and you sort of change your mindset around what it is that's going on, you'll actually get better. Right. Um, I mean, and and so it, it's very, very important, and, I, and I'm and I'm trying to really, really hammer this in because I really want people to understand this and not just for themselves, but for the, their loved ones, for the people that they care about, that the support component is also important, right? Like, you're not supposed to just tell these people, oh, you know, there's nothing wrong with you, get over it. It's not that easy. There is definitely something wrong. Uh, it's, it's all about how do you get them better. Um, and people, these people, you know, that are just looking for what's the simple solution? Is there a quick pill? Is there a quick injection? Uh, something quick that I can just do to, to path eliminate. Path of least resistance, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. The yeah. path of least resistance. Is there something very, very simple that I can do um, that's not going to take a lot of commitment? And even, you know, it's funny. Sometimes injections or medications do play a role. Um and things like injections, sometimes when we're recommending it and it's like, yeah, you might have to do this, you know, once a week for, it's like once a week, like 
How dare? Yeah, like this isn't just a one-time thing that's going to cure the last 20 years of aches and pains that I have and the way my body is degenerated and the function of my body has changed and everything's gone wrong. And somehow people think that these things could be changed in a quick instant by, you know, something very simple. It's like I hear a lot of times when I refer someone to, say, for example, the chiropractors that I work with. Um, Oh, you know, will one treatment be enough? And it's like you're dealing with chronic low back pain. One treatment is not going to be enough. You're going to have to treat that. You're going to have to rehab it. Yeah. There's there's a long drawn out process here, but that that is really what we're doing here. There's no gimmicky things when when it comes to me and my team, um, which will soon be Pinpoint Health as an organization. Um, there's nothing gimmicky about it. We don't have a special tool that's better than every other tool. We don't have some special procedure that's better than other procedures. It cures everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're not selling anything like that. We're not doing anything like that. All we're doing is applying the proper management to these types of uh, pain and injury things. Um, and if we go about it the right way, the outcomes are very, very good. And it's all about having the right professionals on your side uh, who can help guide you through that process because they'll understand at what point their job starts, what point it stops, but where does your job right. then start? Right? we got lots of time just getting rolling. You have questions about your health, bring them on. That's what we answer every week, 416 870 6400 star 640 on sale. Dr. Payne Show, Global News Radio. It is 1113. Yeah, 416-870-6400 star 640 on sale. If you're out today listening to the show somewhere online or in a park, whatever, have water with me. I know you were just saying up by you. Down here by the lake, it's not too bad. Little, yeah, it's a bit of a breeze, a bit but uh, yeah, outside sure. you can take a deep breath and chip yeah. a tooth. Yeah, it's man. very, it's... very important to keep hydrated. Anything yeah. uh, that you're doing uh, during this weekend or these last few days, uh, water is extremely important. Because uh, you're going to be sweating a lot and you're getting rid of what you what you have and you need to replenish that. So um, very important. And that's that's not just to prevent things like, you know, heat stroke, but even just muscular injuries. Our muscles are 70 percent water. Um, so, you know, as they become dehydrated, then there's a risk for sprain, strain and things like that. So just simply keeping hydrated from that perspective is very, very important. And that'll prevent uh, a lot of injuries that may otherwise happen. You know, it's funny you mentioned during the uh, first segment, you, you know, you, you'll you'll see someone and say, yeah, you got to go back, you know, once a week for the shot and they're, you know, they get the eye roll and their jaw drop, but it's like, yeah, but you had no problem binge watching an entire season of Stranger Things. This is not a huge commitment, right? I mean, you know, that this, this could be the psychology of humanity, right? People, right. people are very interesting. Humans are interesting. Let's yeah. say that at the very least. I mean, a lot of our services also, for example, aren't covered by OHIP, right? right. Some of our services are, some of our services are not. And sometimes you're talking about things that may have like an 80 or $90 fee or a hundred dollar mm-hmm. fee. And people are just up in arms, right? Like they're just like, they can't believe it. But meanwhile, they have their Louis Vuitton purse. That's, you know, and they just think, the only, and they think our health coverage covers everything. It's, yeah. it's, it's not. It's well, not. they also don't realize our health coverage is paid by our taxes. Correct. We pay a lot of taxes yeah. here um, for that. If you actually did an analysis and said, okay, I, I'll save that 13% and I'll pay for my own health insurance, it would actually be cheaper. People would make more money. Now, I think it's good that we have a universal health care system because mm-hmm. it, protect, it protects uh, everyone, right? Not just the wealthiest. Um, so that's very important. But yeah, I mean, healthcare is not free, no matter what anybody thinks. You bet. And 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 the the thought in Canada, because we live in this type of healthcare system, I guess the the general population does have this idea of oh, you have quote free unquote healthcare. free healthcare. Yeah. It's not free healthcare. Uh, we pay a lot of money in taxes uh, to to fund our healthcare system, and so I mean, 
That's not free. I, it doesn't matter how you look at it. Yep. Taxes are taxes. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Ross, uh, thanks for calling in this morning. How are you? Good. I've spoken to the doctor before, but my wife's having her knee uh, transplant in uh, August 26th. Okay. Re- replacement? Yes, replacement. Yeah, not a transplant. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if a um, stationary bike is a good idea for exercise before and after. Yeah. What do you What do you think I'm going to say? Oh, well, I hope you say yeah. <laughs> yeah I, yeah, I will say You've heard yes. the show yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. The stationary cycle for knee issues is um, it's a great tool for any type yeah. of arthritic good. knee good. Um, because I mean every time you're walking, doesn't matter who you are, you're putting seven pounds of pressure for every pound of body weight through your joints or your yeah. hips. So if if you're yeah. simply a hundred pounds, that's seven hundred pounds of pressure through hips and knees, wow, and that's geez. that's a lot of pressure. So uh, especially in someone yeah. who has arthritic knees, that that's why these people often can't walk, and why walking is the most aggravating thing that they're doing. Um, so the stationary cycle is is a great alternative alternative to keep up most people that are getting to the point where it's an arthritic knee are often elderly and you don't want to be telling them not to be moving around from a cardiovascular standpoint because now you risk other things like heart attack stroke and those things so the stationary cycle is the great solution all of this and again a lot of people come to me and i and i'm just telling them to use a stationary cycle i i haven't invented that i just it makes perfect sense you you get the cardiovascular benefit um with the stationary cycle and you also get to move the knee around but never creating that seven pounds of pressure per pound of body weight um and in fact if you keep what and it's sort of tough to show you this or to to explain this over the air but on in person i could show you if you keep a slight bend in the knee at 15 degrees um and and never extend further than that you'll actually completely offload the joint so that's great and and again the knee is a synovial joint like most joints in the body and synovial joints means that they only get the lubricant that they need and get rid of the waste that they have by movement which is how the stationary cycle comes into play so absolutely that should be part of her regimen before and after the surgery um how much of that is she currently doing not on the bicycle. We just got it this morning, and, okay. but she she is doing other exercises, but not the bike yet. So yeah, we're okay. going to get started on that. So I I would okay. suggest is she is she retired? Like is she at home, or do you yep, guys retired yeah. at home? Yeah. Yep. So my suggestion would be start with five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the later afternoon, and okay. increase by five minutes every week till you're about at you know fifteen or twenty minutes morning, and then another fifteen and twenty minutes in the in the evening, and that's sort of good. And then after the surgery, over a longer period of time, the ideal thing for arthritic knees is to get to half an hour morning and then half an hour in the the day so a total of an hour a day of cycling is is actually shown to be quite beneficial for knee arthritis and the management of that pain excellent okay okay Thank you. No problem. Yep, new bike. Literally take it for a spin, see how it feels. Right? Yeah, but this is an important thing. It's about a lot of people will get something new or they want to start something new. It's always important to graduate into yep. into yep. it, right? Like just because the goal is an hour of that based on the research doesn't mean you start with that. Because if she did start with that, she probably would actually create more problems because there would just be too much inflammation. Her body's well, not yeah. used to it. But I know it sounds, you know, I know you sit there and you think, well, that kind of sounds like common sense. And it and it sort of does to you and I, but to a lot of people, unfortunately, and this happens all the time. You, I, I see injuries all the time of people who used to be like, you know, 
they they might have been a hockey player when they're in their teens and all of a sudden they want to start playing again and going out two or three times a week and they think they could just jump back into it or people who were once upon a time runners and used to run you know five kilometers a day and haven't run in three or four years and on day one they're running five kilometers and they wonder why they're getting shin splints or plantar fasciitis it's like well your body hasn't evolved in, in into back into what you used to do so you have to create that adaptation and and as your body adapts then you you let it evolve a little bit more by by giving it a little bit more in terms of either frequency intensity duration or whatever it may be uh but as you do that then then that's how you progress through it right is there any difference between as far as the cycling and ross is concerned whether it's an um an upright or a recumbent bike does it matter it it does matter from the perspective this is where often when i see somebody this it helps it's the recumbent ones that you're sort of sitting back, like you're, yeah, your provi- feet are kind of in front yeah, of you. Yeah. That that's and the the seat is often much wider. Is yep. much better from a balance perspective. Okay. So again, when you're dealing with an elderly population, because a lot of these things, I'm not I'm not recommending it to this person as a spinning class. Right. I'm recommending it for movement. Yeah. <laughs> and then a spin class, man. Get right on there, sweat it out. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. We'll take a, a short break and get right back at it. Your phone calls lines are open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Dr. Payne's show, Global News Radio, 1123. Yeah, lines plenty. Open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Doreen, thank you for hanging on. How are you? I'm Well, I hope I'm fine. Yeah, you're good. If you have your radio on, just turn it down for me because I'm getting a rear. Oh, no, I don't have it on. Okay, I mean, it's just my head. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back in the middle of, uh, towards the end of February, I hurt my left shoulder. I have a partial thickness tear in the rotator cuff, um, says um, oh, six by four millimeter. And then on the, that's on the left side. On the right side, they said I have a mild calcific tendinosis, uh, moderate bursal effusion. Um, I'm doing, I had physio on that, and I'm doing it at home now, but am I rushing it, or uh, do you think there's something more to it? Rushing what? Rushing getting better. Like, I can't move my... In what sense, though? What do you mean by rushing getting better? Well, is it, to me, it's taking a long time. Well, so the, so here's the thing about shoulder issues and, and like the thing, again, I'd have to sort of see the ultrasound report to, to be certain, but based on what you're telling me here, a lot of these things are what we, we call degenerative changes. So you typically right. will see these things, you know, if we took a hundred random people your age and we ultrasound their shoulders, mm-hmm. we will likely see that in about 50 or 60%, whether they have pain or no pain. The symptom is irrelevant. Uh, so what that essentially means is that the finding is potentially irrelevant towards the person's pain. Um, so a lot of these things have to do with either some type of microtrauma that happens or a functional issue that's developed. Um, and, and a lot of it is not so much focusing so much on the ultrasound diagnosis because a lot of those things that you're saying won't actually heal they just are what they are like it's sort of i always say these things are gray hair of the skeleton as you age these things are going to happen because our bodies are designed to wear and tear and break down that's why we age um and so because these things happen they're not all that significant in all honesty what's more significant is the pattern in which you may have hurt yourself uh the functional issues that may have come about from that and then what you're doing to get better from that and so you know it, it could be taking a long time. There's a number of reasons. Number one, uh, some things will never get 100% better again, depending on how bad they are. Okay. Uh, prognosis changes as you age and depending on so many other variables. Uh, there's also the possibility that the things you've been shown, 
So, so, he, so how do I put this? If the therapist is focusing on the ultrasound diagnosis and they're trying to get that better, they're uh, going to give you one set of therapy regimen. Right. Whereas if you're not focusing on the functional side, which in my experience is most often the uh, where the the focus needs to be because that's where the symptoms are. Okay. Uh, right? So, it, so there's also the possibility, could you be doing the wrong types of therapies or not? maybe not wrong, maybe that's the wrong word, but maybe not the most ideal therapies. I uh, had thought of that, but then I don't, I'm not a Yeah, you, that's exactly, and that's not your job. This is why I do what I do because right. it, this is the, the average person isn't going to know this. Um, the other thing behind a lot of shoulder issues, uh, you know, people will always foc- focus on what it's called the glenohumeral joint, which is essentially where your arm attaches to your body. Right. right. Uh, but a lot of the rehabilitation long term for for that area of the body is actually based on the way your shoulder blade sits on your rib cage. So scapular. In the scapular, back. yeah. Wow, so, no so the long-term play is actually rehabbing that part of the body. That oh. way we can change the function because that's where a lot of function downfall happens uh, is based on the posture thing. So I mean, could it, there's a lot of variables is essentially what I'm trying to say. Doreen, I think you're a good candidate for me to assess your issue and see if there's anything more that we can add. Um, or maybe you're just, or the other possibility is you're doing all the right things. And unfortunately, sometimes these things can take a long time uh, to heal and get better. So, right. but, but I'd have to assess it to know for sure. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you, Doreen. You want to reach out, one 55 drlou Again, one 55 Dr. Lou and info at paincarecanada.com. That shoulder joint, you mentioned that before, how, how, how curious a joint that is because... Unlike most joints, it's only got the one. It's essentially your arms hanging there. Your arm right? is hanging there. It's four muscles uh, known as the rotator cuff muscles uh, that are essentially holding it in place. And and it's very unique in that sense because I mean, if you look at your elbow, for example, even if you took away the muscles, structurally it fits together like a nice puzzle piece. Right. Um, and so it's very unique in terms of and the amount of range of motion that it has and so on and so forth. So it, it often happens, and that's why because of that inherent instability, I'll call it, of that joint, um, a lot of those things that she described are very common, the partial thickness there's the calcification, like that is just stuff that, again, if we started X or ultrasounding tendons all over the body in someone who's older than, I don't know, 65, we're going to find calcification of tendons. I mean, what's, what's arthritis? Arthritis is calcification of more bone. It's calcium being laid down, calcifying, becoming more bone. The bone becomes bigger, bigger, and bigger, and it's a calcific process. That's what our bodies do, it, it, that we lay down calcium to sort of prevent short-term trauma, which, you know, was very good when we lived for 25, 30 years back 10,000 years ago. But now that we can live into our 80s, our 90s, well, that calcium that gets laid down just by its natural process of calcification mm-hmm. becomes more tissue. We'll uh, take a short one and get right back to it. You uh, have plenty of time to call in, ask your questions, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Dr. Payne Show, this is Global News Radio. 1132, lots of time for you to call in, ask your questions uh, about your health. That's why the show is here every Saturday, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. So let's sort of... We were speaking with Doreen about that shoulder issue, and then we sort of said, you know, not just focusing on that area, but rehabbing the bigger structure of the shoulder blade. And 
a lot of a lot of actual functional medicine, let's call it, right, is is really predicated on that basis where it's not just about the area of isolation that causes you pain, but the areas around it that determine the way it moves. Um, and so it's it's really important that when when you are getting treatment for something, if 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 the person you're dealing with is only being closed-minded and just dealing in the local area that might be a disadvantage long-term. There should be bigger things happening, right? No different than you can have low back pain. And so somebody might put, you know, acupuncture needles in your low back and do all those things. But then if you don't start rehabbing the core and working on the glute musculature, you're sort of doomed, right? right? Like you're doomed from a perspective of prevention and things like that. So it is very important that, that the bigger local area that stabilizes everything and predicates the movement of these smaller joints really gets looked after. And that, that's the idea of proper rehabilitation. This is why, this is why people, you can't just do it on your own. You know, like when people think, well, I could just, I could buy a TENS machine and put it on my own back and, you know, I could stretch by myself and I could do this, but you don't have the knowledge base to understand no. the movement patterns. And that, and that's really the difference. You don't do your own root canal. Exactly. Yeah. But, and that one may from a, you know, be a little more difficult to do on your own. You, <laughs> right. you could stretch on your own, but a lot of times I've had the question, well, what's the advantage of working with like a chiropractor or a physiotherapist mm-hmm. or someone? And that's really the advantage is that you can't possibly understand all the functional movements and the physical medicine side of everything to put it all together. I know it seems simple enough when someone's saying, okay, well, bring your knee to your chest. That's fine. I get that is not a hard skill, but it's, it's the way you do it. How do we start the treatment? How do we build on the treatment? How do we go to the next phase, the next right. phase, the next phase? That's truly the art form. Um, and so that's why a team of professionals is very, very important. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Dave, thanks for uh, hanging on. Good morning. Hello, how are you? Good, what's up? I was in to see Dr. Lou back, I believe, in February. Mm -hmm. I have arthritis in my knees behind the kneecap. Yep. You recommended that I ride a stationary bike for 10 minutes a day. Okay. I'm now riding a road bike about 10 kilometers a day, and I'm just wondering if am I going to do any more damage, or am I okay to keep going? How are you feeling? I feel good. I still have knee pain from time to time. Right. Yeah, which I think, I mean, I don't remember the specific case because I see a lot of those things, but but I'm sure I would have told you that that this is a progressive process. It doesn't, you know, you're not going to do something and the pain's going to be gone. The whole idea with these types of interventions is is exactly like you telling me that makes me happy because you were someone that obviously came in with a lot of pain and and you started with 10 minutes of a stationary cycle and now you're doing 10 kilometers of a bike. Like I think keep going. Will you do damage to yourself? You know, everything will contribute to wear and tear in the body. So based on that, I should tell you to just lay in bed, which I'm not going to tell you to do that, right? I think it's stay within your body's limits, which you'll have to define, right? If you if you do 10 kilometers and, you, and you're like, you know what, that feels pretty good. I can handle that. But then all of a sudden, one day you say, I'm going to try 15 kilometers, and that just completely sets you back. Well, then you know your limit is 10 kilometers. And it's really about listening to your body, building in rest, uh, staying hydrated, getting therapy when it's a little exacerbated etc cetera, etc cetera. but if you sort of do all of those things right then i think you'll be fine should i come in and see your therapist because i was going to go to the one in that you open one up i think in brampton brampton yeah okay i think i do actually remember who yeah yeah, yeah. getting a little I bit work, of therapy i work with one of your employees i work with her husband 
Oh, yes, yes, I remember now. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think a little bit of therapy is not a, is never a bad idea. Is it something you have to do three times a week for the rest of your life? No, but getting someone to sort of show you maybe some strengthening exercises, things like that, yeah, absolutely is a good idea. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Okay, Dave. Appreciate it, Dave. Thanks for uh, thanks for reaching out, Karen. Thank you for uh, for holding on. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I I was just interested in knowing if there's anything I can do. I'm suffering from sciatic pain, and it's on my left side. It goes down my leg, and I wake up in the morning, and my foot is numb. And what have you, what have you done for it so far, Karen? Well, I'm trying to do exercises. I thought I do aqua fitness so have every you, day. I have you seen anybody for this? A professional? Not yet. No, no. that is the first thing you should do. So it, it is is a very very dangerous thing to think that that you can manage these issues on your own because again, sciatica okay. is more of a, what I would call a really good clinical sign. So so equivocal okay. to if someone says I have a fever, it's like a lot. Anyone could grab a thermometer, measure that they have a fever, and they say, Yeah, I have a fever. But it's really about well, what's causing that fever, which is the more difficult. That's the medical side of things. Sciatica is very much the same thing. It's like I have pain down my leg that really feels like sciatica. Fine, but What's causing the sciatica? Is it simply a muscular issue? Is it something to do with arthritis in the low back? Could it be potentially a disc problem in the low back? Could it be something within the spinal cord? And even things within the brain can cause these types of symptoms. Now, that's worst-case scenarios. Uh, you know, not not saying that to scare you, just trying to make you understand the spectrum of possibilities. And so. You know, people thinking, oh, I could do this exercise. Well, that exercise might be good if it's muscular, but if it's degenerative, it might be the wrong exercise. So my recommendation is is uh, if, if you like, come see me for an assessment. Let's figure out what is causing the sciatica, and then that predicates what the treatment is. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. No problem. Sure. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah, you're Have welcome, Karen. Appreciate uh, your time. Uh, 1-855-55-DR-L-O-U D-R-L-O-U, to reach out or info at paincarecanada.com. We'll get uh, we'll get Terry in here before we break. Hi, Terry. Good morning. Hi. Uh, good morning. What's uh, going Dr. on? Dr. Lou, uh, I had a couple of fairly sizable surgeries over uh, winter and spring. Okay. And I got horribly deconditioned. So yep. they um, uh, they hooked me up with some physiotherapy, and uh, uh, it started off with just a few exercises a few times a day, and then he came back and he added a couple of more, and then he came back and he added a couple of more, and now... Uh, I'm mostly retired, but I'm still a busy guy, and, and this thing is now adding up to like over an hour a day for me to do it with the frequency they want me to do it every day. Yeah. And I'm getting kind, uh, and I am feeling better and stronger, but I'm getting kind of demotivated from uh, being compliant with the physiotherapy program. And I'm just, I'm just curious as to what you would say to a patient who is, you know, getting lazy. Yeah. So, I mean, there's nothing really in life. Like, I don't know what the rest of your life is like what you've done, but I'm sure if you've ever achieved anything, it's not done by being lazy. Right. And although, you know, the, the time that's that you're investing to do this therapy is for it's it's an investment for the t- for the future. Right. You're you're doing it now for a future uh, you that you don't yet know. Um, but usually my advice is that you have to do it. If you don't do it, you will only regress. And if you regress, you will get much worse. And, and you'll get to a point where even if you do that amount of time, it's not going to be enough. 
Um, so it's very, very important. I mean, listen, I'll be the first one to tell you that a lot of these types of exercises, they're boring, right? This isn't like playing a sport. It's not like going out and enjoying a round of golf with friends and having a few beers. Like rehabilitation-based exercises are, are anything but fun. And I'll yeah. be honest about that. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat that. But a lot of things like I think we also live in this entitled society where we think everything should be so enjoyable and so fun. Like, no, it shouldn't. Just it is what it is. And unfortunately, it, it sucks a little bit. But it's an hour of your day. And I think you need to keep doing that hour of your day. Okay, fair okay. enough. Yeah. Thank you, Terry. Appreciate uh, your call. And you still have time as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Dr. Payne Show on Global News Radio, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. You still have time to call in and ask your questions as well. Yeah. I mean, we do have this on here, and originally I wasn't going to really target it, but someone, I guess, called asking about uh, if anything can help with nephropathy for someone with diabetes. So I'm assuming they mean nephropathy or maybe they meant neuropathy. Both exist. Uh, nephropathy is pathology within the nephron, which is a part of the kidney. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the simple thing is this, all things with diabetes, blood sugar it, within our stream, which is what diabetes is, it's, it's blood sugar that doesn't get stored away, is corrosive. That's why our bodies oh. break down. That's why there's eye problems with it, nerve problems, kidney problems, et cetera, et cetera, because it just becomes corrosive. It shouldn't be there. So really the best thing with anything to do with diabetes is manage your blood sugar. It is incredible how many people I meet, and, and I meet a lot of people with diabetes, not because they're coming to me with their diabetes, but because it's a comorbidity that they have. And it's incredible how many people I talk to, and they tell me they have diabetes, and then I ask them, you know, do you control your diet? Yeah, not really. Okay, I'm on medication. Okay, and how's your blood sugar? Well, it's not bad. It's like eight or nine every day, and it's like, that's horrible. Like, <laughs> like that's horrible. And, and they just think taking the medication. Like, if you're seeing those numbers, that means your blood sugar is high the simple thing is that your blood sugar is corrosive to everything in your body it should not be there so it corrodes things over time it will corrode vessels of all different types so the my biggest thing is control obviously the sugars because that's you don't need to take in more sugar if you have that and you need to be exercising you need to be on the right medications and you also need to be doing you know the the right thing in terms of controlling the blood sugar in all aspects of it. So that that's my my often my little spiel about uh, uh, diabetes. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. Carlos, good morning. Yes, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. good What's you? going on with you? Uh, uh, sorry, I just tuned in, but then no, I just okay. decided to call. Beautiful. But I usually uh, listen to you guys, especially John with Craig and um, you, Doctor. Thank you. And I really enjoy it. It's just that I'm in the, gar- in the gardening business. Yep. And uh, about two and a half weeks, I just had a, I believe I had started getting a little bit of back pain, but the back pain went away. But then I get pain, uh, you know, on the buttocks and then on my, uh, behind the, the, the muscle at the back of the leg. Right. It, the pain doesn't go beyond that. It doesn't go to the calf or. Okay, that's good. I went good. to the doctor yesterday. Yeah. Because I thought it was just, you know, a. Uh, some disc or something. No, she said that I have, you know, the nerve yep. in between the muscle, I guess, and the muscles uh, is uh, touching the nerve. Uh, so she gave me, prescribed me some uh, two different pills. Uh, uh, and she's, and, uh, you know, the one of the pills is called um, uh, naproxen. Yeah, naproxen. naproxen. Yeah. And one is called the, uh, uh, 
the baclofen. Yes, yeah. So they're an anti-inflammatory an and a muscle right. relaxant. Yeah, yeah. okay. So what my, she said, I don't, like, I don't have a, a insurance for therapy. So she said to do, uh, because this does not go away by itself. Yeah. Correct? Right. So how, she gave me one exercise to do. And what about, is there anything else? So, so here's to me exactly what can I do? What are the stuff like that? that yeah. I, so, so I, can, I can't tell you exactly what you can do because, again, this comes back to you had low back pain or some pain in your low back. That sort of went away. Now you're getting pain in your legs. That, to me, is always a more concerning it's, it's symptom. It's just one leg. I know. That's fine. Yeah. It's always a more concerning symptom when the pain is in the legs versus the low back. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anytime stuff is going into the leg, you have to think that there, not think, but there is nerve involvement. And this goes back to another caller that we had earlier in the show. The sciatic nerve involvement comes down to asking the question, what is aggravating that nerve? Okay. Is it a muscle? Is it a disc? Is it a, a, a ligament? Something. And I don't know what your doctor did, but I would need to do some different things to sort of determine which one is more likely than the other. Having said all of that, what I would likely end up recommending and what I always say is that physical problems need physical interventions. The same way you don't have insurance for therapy, you probably don't have insurance for the medication either, but you still right. you still bought that, right? So sometimes it's about you got to make that choice. You got it's again, it's this is this isn't you can't think of it as you're throwing away money. If you're not willing to invest your money back into your own health, then I don't know what's more worth spending money on in my in my opinion. Yeah. Now, does that mean you need to be spending tens of thousands of dollars where someone's ripping you off? No. But the right therapy should not be overly expensive. It shouldn't be something that would put anybody out to the point where it's ridiculous. And oftentimes, I know within my team, we will often make things as affordable as po possible for people if they can't afford it. My recommendation is come in for an assessment, and then I will likely recommend therapy. If you don't have insurance, that's okay. We can try to figure something out. But I think you need to take that leap and you need to do the therapy. If you don't, this is, again, a physical problem needs a physical intervention, not a biochemical intervention. Uh, uh, and, yes, sorry about that. Regarding, no. uh, because I do, uh, you know, I work six days a week. Yep. Uh, we do, uh, you know, landscaping, gardening. Yep. So the good news is we're open seven days a week and we're open about 12 or 13 okay. hours a day. So I don't think you work that much. And so usually how much is it like, I'm not how much, how long when I go to therapy, how long does it last? An hour, two hours? No, no. But it, it, it's hard to say that we don't treat based on time. We treat based on symptoms and getting people better. But does it take an hour? Uh, no, no, or two hours? No, but you know. I, I'm the first time at least budget for an hour, and then after that, it likely will be shorter. Come in and get looked at. Basically, Carlos is what uh, what we're saying. One eight five 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 D R L O U. Doctor Lou info at paincarecanada.com. We'll return another time for a phone call or two. If you want to call in, this is the time to do it. For the remaining time of the Doctor Pain Show, Global News Radio, eleven fifty four. Still a few minutes to go. You want to slide in a call four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. What was the last call about? I had something to say, and I totally blanked right now. Carlos <laughs> in the uh, garden. Yeah, oh, and, and that's right, and about the the spending money on the therapy, and and again, that's another big thing that I often will hear. Like I, I've I've sort of done the math on this, but and usually, 
again, I'm going to stick with, I, I, I truly, truly believe that physical problems need a physical intervention. I'll stick with that. Oftentimes that physical intervention, based on all of the research I know for all of the things that I know, all the different pathologies, I would say is usually about six treatments is, is the amount of treatment that you need to sort of start getting something better. Does that mean it can get everything better? It can solve the problem? No, but we're talking, let's say six treatments as an initial course of therapy, six treatments. You're talking about an investment of four or 500 bucks. There, there it is. That, like, we're not talking about $10,000 and, and the amount of gimmicky things that ex- exist right. in healthcare. Oh, come in, we'll use this machine and it's only going to cost you $15,000 and you can, you know, pay it every month at an interest rate of 33% oh. or whatever it is, is crazy. But, you know, when you're dealing with the right type of the right course of therapy, again, six treatments should be in and around five, 600 bucks, like so, depending on what exactly is being done. But it's not going to be any more than that. We're not talking thousands and tens of thousands of dollars so i mean if you're not willing to spend that like and people will often say this it's like well this stuff isn't free well you know if you go to your medical doctor if you go to your family doctor and they give you advice and you need penicillin because you have a bacterial infection the penicillin is the treatment and that's not free either the advice was quote unquote free but that's not free the OHIP pays for that, but OHIP isn't paying for therapy for anything. The the medications aren't covered, with the exception now of, you know, if you're under a certain age or over a certain age right. and things like that. And there are some programs like that for physio, um, for certain people like post-surgery, uh, the very elderly. So there are some qualification aspects. But in all honesty, a lot of these... I hate saying this, but these government-funded programs like that often don't have the best quality care. I'll be honest; I've mm-hmm. seen them. Uh, I've been involved in some, and and it, you don't really you get you don't get the attention that you need. And I've seen like people after surgery they get on they go on these programs, and it's like twelve sessions of someone just putting ice on you. It's like, well, that you could have actually done on your own, right? Therapy needs to be a little bit more involved than that. There needs to be a lot more things happening. And that's sort of the advantage sometimes of the private system is you're really going to get people who care uh, because they have to care because it's a private system. So uh, I think it's a worthwhile thing to spend your money on your health. Um, Does that mean it has to be some crazy amount? No, but oftentimes it's not some crazy amount, especially when we're dealing with pain and injury. Like these are low level basic things. We're not dealing with terminal issues that require very expensive drugs, anything like that. This is all stuff that's very, very affordable and I think very, very worth it. And again, these types of problems that are physical need a physical intervention. They don't need a biochemical intervention. That's why that's why there's an opiate crisis today. Right. Right. That, that's the exact reason why we're here, because we used to think that that was the answer, and it's not the answer. It just creates addiction. It doesn't actually solve the problem. A lot of these things are functional medicine issues, and you have to offset the function or create a new function in order to have a desired effect. So uh, I think we need to all change our way of thinking around pain and injury. It's not solved by some pill. It may be part of the management if it's if you're very acute, but there needs to be a physical component for sure, and it probably needs to be the biggest component. That'll do it for another week, my friend. You want to reach out to, to get a hold of Dr. Lou, one 855 drlou info at paincarecanada.com. Till next time, Dr. Payne Show, Global News Radio.